السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الخلق أجمعين نبينا وحبيبنا وإمامنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد All praise is indeed due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his household, his companions, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them all. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us every form of goodness. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, it brings joy to the heart to see the faces that are very soon going to be witnessing the most beautiful month of the Islamic calendar. The month that is not only filled with closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but love. And that love is actually all-encompassing. Firstly, we need to understand and realize that the word love, the term love, is used and abused. How do we use it and what do we make of it? When someone says, I love you, a lot of the time, they are probably not being honest. Because it's the quickest and easiest and cheapest way to get into the hearts of people. So don't always believe when someone says with their mouths, I love you. Because it's a verbal statement. If it does not come with that evidence to prove it, then you can discount it. So when someone does not say he loves you, for example, or she loves you, but they've proven it beyond if they've proven it beyond the mere statement, you would know they love you without that utterance and the utterance would only be a reassurance. Right? The utterance would only be a reassurance. So if people were to say, I love you, for example, and they have already proven it to you over time, then that is just a reassurance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Today, I want to speak about true love. In actual fact, there is one true love. And it is the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By extension, the love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because if you do not love one, you would not be able to love the other. So, a person who says, I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that statement would include the love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because... You could only love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through your love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is why it is the only love whereby you are never let down. So many people are let down by those who claim to love them. You say, I love you. She says, I love you. They say, I love you to one another. And they are the first ones to let you down, to cheat, to actually break your heart. This is why we say from the very beginning, your heart and your mind are the two most powerful organs that you have. Never let anyone have full control over them besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The moment you've given someone your heart, they have the capacity to break it, to destroy it, to crush it into the last piece. And you won't know what has struck you. But when you give it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that can never happen. He will only build it when it has been broken by others. Remember this. So the true love is that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do I show that love? 
How do I show that love to Allah? I have none other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling me what to do to show that love. Now before I get to the verse of the Quran, let me explain to you how we operate as human beings. It's because of the environment we live in, the culture that we have throughout the globe, and the norms that we've been following for a long, long time. What we do is, if we really love someone and we claim to love them, we don't want to hurt them. Do you agree? If they were to tell us something, we would do it immediately. We would go out of our way to make sure that they are happy. We would like to spend maximum time with them. If you love someone, you want to spend a lot of time with them. Even if they are irritated with you, you still want to spend more and more time with them because you know that, you know, I love this person. I want to prove something to them. If you cannot afford something, you go out and work hard to earn in order to be able to come back and to give them what they like, even if they haven't asked for it. Subhanallah. You want to get for your beloved the latest of this and the latest of that. And you want to make sure that they smile and they feel close to you. Subhanallah. And you would never do something to hurt their feelings if you really love them. Well, let's now go to the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the love of Allah. Would you ever hurt your beloved? The answer is no. Why then do we transgress against Allah? Would we not like to spend time with the beloved? Why then do we not like to spend time with Allah when it comes to taraweeh, when it comes to the night prayer, when it comes to the recitation of the Quran? Imagine if the person you love the most gave you a book and told you this is my book. You would read it in one night. You would make sure that you read the whole book. The following day you would tell them or the same night you would tell them, do you know what? You've written this, you've written that, I know this, I know that. And you would like to know their likes and dislikes. You wouldn't like to feed them or to even offer them something they wouldn't like. Wallahi, when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are guilty of not applying rules that are even similar, although they should be far higher in the case of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So take a look, for example, at the Quran. How many of us read the book, yet we claim to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How many of us are agitated when the imam takes two minutes too much and we get upset? How many of us get angry when the taraweeh is taking a little bit longer? How many of us, when we are listening to a lecture that draws us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we don't want to hear about it because it's taking too long? How many of us, when it comes to illicit relationships, we are prepared to spend the whole night on the phone and on WhatsApp and video calling and so on and so forth, knowing that it's wrong in the eyes of Allah. But because we love someone, we don't mind spending the entire night with them. But when it comes to Allah, we don't even want to spend a portion of the night with Him. And we keep saying, I love you, O Allah. And I love Allah. And this is why we are crushed to pieces. Because we don't realize, develop your relationship with Allah. Allah is the owner of the solution of the problems that you have. Allah is the owner of the hearts of those whom you may claim to love. Allah owns the heart. Allah will ensure that your heart is protected. Because guess what? Ultimately, He has more control over your heart than you have over it yourself. Allahumma ya muqallib al-qulub. O Allah, O you who has the ownership of the turning of the hearts, turn our hearts towards your deen and not away from it. Say Ameen. So my brothers and sisters, here we have the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
قل كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم say to them if you claim to love Allah if you really love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then follow me and Allah will love you and he will forgive your sins for indeed he is most forgiving most merciful it's amazing how the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam is informing us what Allah wants from us if we claim to love him Allah says you love me okay this is the messenger I chose I chose him as the best of creation I chose him as the most noble of all prophets I chose him as the Nabi who will be the final with the highest status and I chose that you be in his time in his era so if you are to adopt what he says and if you are to follow him then Allah will love you in return and as a result of that love he will forgive you for indeed he is most forgiving most merciful when you love someone and they love you, you made a mistake, you did something wrong, and you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Out of love, they'll say, no problem. Don't even mention it. Agree? No problem, it's okay, carry on. Don't worry. Forgiven, forgotten. Because of love. Another thing, if you love someone, say for example, they have a child, and you love them and you want to marry them, what happens to that child? Would you say, listen, I love you, but not your child? They would tell you, well, that means you don't love me enough, isn't it? You love me, you love whatever comes with me by extension. Subhanallah. Otherwise, that love is not true. Otherwise, it is a limited love. Yes, sometimes I do know that you do have people's children who make life difficult for the spouses that they may have chosen after divorce, etc. But that is an exceptional case. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. Imagine with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is telling you you love me you've got to love what i love you love me you claim to love me you've got to love everything that i have given value to and importance starting with muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam you can never ever claim to love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you haven't loved what allah chose to be Beloved to him and whom Allah chose as the best of creation, the most noble of all messengers. Subhanallah. Now if you love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there are certain things you will need to do when you hear his name. You should not be ashamed to utter sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because we are taught that when you say sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the reward that goes to you who is saying it is ten times more than the value of the statement. Subhanallah. That is what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Man salla alayya wahidatan sallallahu alayhi biha ashra. Whoever sends blessings and salutations upon me once, Allah blesses them ten times in return. Ten times. So if I want to bless myself, what do I do? Subhanallah. I need to have an intention that I'm sending blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I need to do it as often as I can. On a Friday, the one who sends the maximum number of blessings wins a competition. The Prophet ﷺ says, He who sends the greatest blessings and salutations upon me is more deserving of my shafa'ah, my intercession on the Day of Judgment. Subhanallah. You want the companionship of Muhammad ﷺ. 
learn to send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But my brothers and sisters, there is a statement that comes with it. When we send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it stems from the belief in the heart that he is the best of creation, the most noble of all messengers. So he is our messenger. We will try our best to adopt everything he has said. Imagine you keep telling someone you love them and you keep going against what they like and what they have taught. There will come a time when they will say, hey, listen, you know what? You're a hypocrite, man. You're saying you love me, you love me all the time. What are you doing with this person and that person? And what are you doing? Doing something that will harm me, hurt me. You know this thing makes me cry. You know it breaks my heart to see you do X, Y, and Z. And you keep on doing it every day. And your password is, I love you. May Allah forgive us. It's a password that is used. I see some of the youngsters are laughing. They know exactly what I'm talking about. I love you. And they keep on a little while later, they do something nasty. I love you. Come back. Hang on. There's a limit to it sometimes. Especially with human beings. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for as long as you're alive, there is hope. For as long as you're alive, there is a time to change. Allah gives us beautiful opportunities. Allah gives us a lovely occasions that are filled with greatness that is different from certain days. For example, there is a season where the blessings are multiplied, like the season of Ramadan. There are nights when the chances of your dua being accepted are far greater, such as the night of Laylatul Qadr. There are, there are seasons like the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, where good deeds are more loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than outside of that season. Why does Allah do this for us? It's such a big favor. It's for us to go ahead and make use of it. Imagine every day you go to the store, wholesale, and every day you're purchasing what you need for the week, or should I say for that day, or whatever you would like to purchase from that particular store. And one day you see, and this happens with every store, almost every store, unless a person is really, you know, miserly. What happens? They will have a sale. They will have a discount. They will have a promotion. What for? To encourage you to buy, to encourage you to stock up a little bit, to encourage you to make use of it. Look at the airlines. There are tickets going across the globe. Sometimes you have a sale and they sell you tickets for one rand, 200 rands, 500 rands. Where are we flying? We're flying anywhere in the world for so much. They have these flash sales in order for you to make use of if you are interested in that. Wallahi, as Muslimin, we are all interested in Jannatul Firdaus. Do you agree? We want Jannah, we want paradise. There are flash sales that keep coming. And Allah says, you want my love? Here, this is an opportunity. Come close. Subhanallah. Whoever walks close to Allah, Allah comes to him rushing. It's amazing. So this is why Allah has given us a beautiful day every week, which is different from the rest of the days of the week. What is it known as? A Friday. Agreed? If a Friday does not soften you, how can you claim this link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? My brothers and sisters, good news to those who come early on a Friday to the masjid and who sit because the connection with the Jumu'ah is a connection with Allah. Why? Because Allah gave the Jumu'ah its value and you gave the Jumu'ah its, the value that Allah gave it. It's your connection with Allah. This is love. You love what Allah loves. When Allah created love, subhanallah, He created a portion of it that descended. 99 portions of that mercy, mercy in actual fact, He kept with Him for the day of judgment. Subhanallah. 
And this is why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the truest of love, He gives us the example through the blessed lips of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of a mother. And he says, do you see, Muhammad says, do you see this mother ever casting this baby that she is suckling into the fire? And the Sahaba said, no. So he says, do you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you way beyond the love that this mother has for this child? Every one of us is loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So loved that it is more than the love of a mother for the child. Why that example? Because that is the truest love on earth between human beings. The mother's love. Subhanallah. I know there are exceptions. I know there are some mothers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all forgiveness. I know some have dumped their children. Some have abandoned them. Some have done so many things. But that is human nature sometimes. And the weakness where shaitan comes to entrap us. My brothers and sisters never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. You can always go back. People may not forgive you. But trust me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the sins committed between you and him. He will forgive you no matter what. That's the love of Allah. And this is why when Allah speaks about the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, do you know what he says? Radiallahu anhum wa radu anhu wa a'adda lahum jannat. Radiallahu anhum. Allah has become pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah. Now this pleasure includes love. Because Allah cannot be pleased with you if He doesn't love you. Subhanallah. So that goes to show that true love includes to be pleased with. I'm happy with Allah. And Allah is happy with me. And Allah says, as a result of that pleasure, we have prepared paradise for them. May Allah grant it to us. So my aim and your aim is Jannatul Firdaus. Allah chose a messenger to come to us, to teach us what is required of us in order to get closer to Allah. So therefore, engage in that which the Prophet ﷺ has taught. When you consider the month of Ramadan sacred, it's a sign of the love of Allah. And it's a sign that you love Allah. Don't we get excited that Ramadan is coming? MashaAllah, this evening perhaps... The chances are great that this evening the moon will be sighted. Inshallah. And just between the sighting of the moon and the beginning of the taraweeh is such a massive transformation that the entire environment changes in that one hour and few minutes. Everything changes. It's a transformation given from Allah. Do you want to know why? It's the love of Allah that is manifest, that comes out loud and clear. Those who are drunkards, they promise, I'm not going to drink. So Allah says, I'm going to transform the environment for you. I'm going to give you a better feeling. Those committing adultery, they promise Allah, no more adultery. So what happens? Allah says, you know, I'm the owner of sustenance. What you eat during this month, because you are so close to me, I'm going to ensure that it tastes different. You will value the savories that you put into your mouth. Subhanallah. Why do you value them? Because you promised Allah not to commit sin. Now you've become closer to Allah. That samosa is the same one. But guess what? It tasted so beautiful. The reason is I'm now close to the owner of sustenance. Subhanallah. The barakah that is in the food is way beyond our comprehension. And this is why some people gain weight in Ramadan. Have you seen that? 
Because they think that now that I've abstained from food through the day, the qada starts at night just like we read 20 rakat of salah. We've got to go in and 20 kilos of food. No! That's not how it works, my brothers and sisters. Remember, it is, a, it is the month of love. The love of Allah is true and it is shown. Actually, you, it is made manifest when you respect the rest of the creatures of the same Allah. It is made manifest. When you look at others, do not be filled with hatred. It is a disease and a sickness. If someone is doing something bad, you dislike the deed. But as for the individual, they are your brothers and sisters in humanity. Remember this. They are your brothers and sisters in faith. They share with you the shahada. They may be involved in sin. They may be difference of opinion. But that does not make you hate the individual. Rather, you keep on having hope that this person will quit the sin. You keep on trying in the most beautiful way. You fulfill their rights as Muslimin. And you need to ensure that your heart is filled with a good feeling when you see others. My brothers and sisters, I want to spend a moment explaining the, the term love for the sake of Allah. People abuse the term. You know, you look at a girl, for example, it's happening online a lot, where they say, wow, sister, I love you. And then you're like worried, how's the reaction going to be? So you quickly say, for the pleasure of Allah. <laughs> and you didn't say, for my own pleasure as well. You quickly add, for the pleasure of Allah, on the statement, in order to halalize, if I can coin that term, in order to halalize the statement, you just added, for the pleasure of Allah. Subhanallah. Say, so, I love you. For the pleasure of Allah, by the way, because you know, you're in niqab, I've got the beard, you know, that's what it suits, you know. May Allah forgive us. I tell you, the pleasure of Allah, what does it mean? When you see anyone doing anything for the sake of Allah, it should ignite in your heart a love for them because they are trying to please Allah. That's love for the sake of Allah. If I enter the masjid, I need to look for the most common factors between myself and everybody else. So as I walk in, I see someone reading salah and he's reading long salah in the corner. If I'm an evil person, I'm going to think, look at that uncle, he's a show-off, this is riyah, it's shirkun akbar or shirkun asghar and this means it's very bad. Uncle, stop reading long salah and going long into sajda because you're just showing off. That's a negative person. That's a person who's in the clutches of the devil and shaitan. But a true mu'min, you see someone reading salah and you, you greet them with such importance because to you, they are a VIP of Allah. They are trying their best to earn the pleasure of Allah. You see a sister in an age where it is so difficult to even cover the hair and she's covered it properly and she's wearing hijab and you know that she faces challenging comments from society and community and you just for the pleasure of Allah there is a love in your heart you say may Allah make it easy a dua comes from the heart for those whom you may never communicate with just by seeing them while you're driving and you see mashallah look at this family subhanallah all my brothers and sisters they are muslimin muslimat mashallah ya Allah Allah protect them. Ya Allah make it easy for them. Ya Allah sustain them. Ya Allah give them Jannatul Firdaus. And they don't even know you said that. That is love for the sake of Allah. That is love for the sake of Allah. When you walk into the masjid and you start hating the people who are reading salah just because they raise their hands a little bit more or they don't, that is a clutch of the devil that has actually gotten hold of you. But you need to enter the masjid and ensure that all those who are here 
Ya Allah, we share in common a shahada. All of us bear witness that you alone are worshipped. All of us bear witness that Muhammad is afdalul khalqi wa akramul rusuli khatamul anbiya'i wal mursaleen. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Therefore, we love each other for the sake of Allah. In this way, you are true. You are genuine. Today, it's become material. When you gain something from someone, either to quench your lusts and desires or something material to be able to get from them so that you can live a more luxurious life, that's when you start saying the I love yous. But the true I love you is when you're not gaining anything from a person. It's a feeling within the heart of genuineness towards the poorest person who might even be begging on the streets. And I'm not encouraging begging, but I'm just giving you an example that even the poorest of the poor, the darkest of the dark, and you love them for the sake of Allah. You give them importance to say, you know what? This person is trying to earn the pleasure of Allah. Today, a face looks pretty. And the first thing that comes to your tongue is, I love you. You don't love me. No, you don't. You know why? True love has nothing to do with what you look like, my brothers and sisters. True love... Even if someone is out of shape, according to us, and even if they are, for example, not that grand looking that the whole world turns around to give them a second and a third look, we still love them because of their dedication, their sacrifice. This is why I call on every one of us. You know, when you get married, mashallah, you're excited because there's a honeymoon and so on. And everyone's married and everyone's, subhanallah, so happy, it's new, you know. As you grow older and you have children and you have the middle age spread, mashallah, and the love handles become love pouches and so on. You know what happens? If you can still feel the love due to the dedication to one another and to your resultant children, then you are a true human being. Then you are a true mu'min. You feel the love. This is my spouse. I love my spouse. Look at what sacrifice she has gone through or he has gone through. Going out in the morning, coming back just to serve us, smiling at us. And yet there are so many other, in inverted commas, prettier people. But we are dedicated. Yes, we love everyone as human beings. We love the Muslimin with a special form of love. But there is a different type of love between spouses and family members, your parents and your children. That love is from Allah. Allah connected you in some way. Remember, if you do not learn to love correctly, then you will shatter your heart in that which you think is love, but it's not love. So what happens? You've been married for so many years and suddenly you take a look at something pretty and your entire life is destroyed because you didn't know how to dedicate that love in the right channel. You didn't know what true love was. I've known, and I'm sure we all know, of so many examples of people who've shattered their lives and the lives of their children simply because they didn't know how to appreciate what Allah placed in their lives. How long are you going to live for? How long am I going to live for? I don't even know if I'm going to see tonight. But what I do know is the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way He has taught me to love, I need to be dedicated in it and true in that love. You love your mother, don't you? Yes, I do. Would it make a difference if she looked this way or that way or fat or not fat or dark or not dark or tall or short? Would it make a difference? No. Why? Because that's my mother. Well, the same should apply to the mother of your children. Subhanallah. 
I'm not saying waste yourself and justify it by saying Mufti Meng said so. No. Take care of yourself. But remember, to make people feel appreciated is a great act of worship that only a few have mastered. Remember that. To make people feel appreciated is one of the biggest gifts you can give each other in your social circles and relationships. Starting with your family members. Many of us, our own children, they get hooked on to bad habits because we've never shown love and affection and appreciation to them. Today, we have to repeat the words, I love you, I love you, I hope we mean them, but we have to repeat them with a rosary sometimes to make sure that they've, it's been uttered enough times for them to be reassured. I love you. Look at them again, I love you. You know I love you, don't you? Do you love me back? Wow. These are the type of statements people utter these days. And they need to be uttered because people are weak. The hearts have become weak. Remember, ultimately we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ultimately, it is the love of Allah that will save us from the calamities of the dunya and the akhirah. So when you fulfill your salah, it should stem from love. Not from just fulfilling something. Look, I give you another example. If I come here for salah, like this evening, salah to taraweeh. I have a problem, okay? I have a problem. What is the problem? One hand, I have the, the people who are musallis, who are here, subhanallah. And I wouldn't like to delay because I know everyone has their, you know, timing and everyone has responsibilities and everyone has so many things to do and so on. But on the other hand, I have something important. I know of a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ says, on the day of judgment, the people of the Quran will be asked to read in the same way they used to read in the dunya, in the world. So if I'm going to rush through my taraweeh, there's a problem because in front of Allah, I'm only going to be able to read the way I read when I was given an opportunity on earth. So do I rush? To please the people? Or do I read eloquently to please Allah? So that when I'm on the day of judgment in front of Allah, I'm not embarrassed to say, I can't read in any other way. The hadith says, keep on going up and only recite the way you used to recite on earth. Wow, I'm stuck. So this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us to create a balance. You read in a, in a pace that is beautiful. Of late, I've been watching a lot of clips of Taraweeh online. And one thing that has amazed me is the pace has slowed down throughout the globe. Because people have now realized, you know what? We gather everything, but we don't gather reward in the month of Ramadan enough for us to actually earn the pleasure of Allah. We're on edge. When you love Allah, you don't care what time it takes. Just like your Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, very low example, but that of your girlfriend. You don't care what time of the day it is. You don't care how long she talks to you for. Because why? That's my chick. Come on. The cherry of the cake. Subhanallah. Astaghfirullah. May Allah forgive us. Astaghfirullah. Something haram and unacceptable, we're ready to spend the whole night with. Subhanallah. And something, I can't even say something, Astaghfirullah, but the deity who made you, you're not prepared to spend another 20 minutes with. Subhanallah. And I've marked the masajid across the globe, not just here, where the slower they are, the less musallis they are. Subhanallah. I think maybe we sift through those who are deserving and those who are not. It's your opportunity. This year we're going to make it with a difference, inshallah. Plan from now, we're going to go to the masjid with the slowest recitation. I didn't hear an amin for that. 
I didn't hear an Amin. Plan from now. We're going to go to a masjid where the recitation is eloquent and beautiful. Okay, we can say Amin to that, Shah. Amin. Wallahi, don't forget these words. And I know Masjid Al-Quds, they've all heard what has happened, inshallah. So if we're a little bit slower, you know it's for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters, we want the love of Allah. We really, on the day of judgment, we want to be the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by default, if that is the case, we will be the closest to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So indeed, my beloved brothers and sisters, you know, I have a lot to say. But as I always say, I still have a whole month to say what I want to say. So inshallah, I hope to be seeing you, my brothers and sisters, every single night. Perhaps starting from tonight, inshallah, it seems like if we were to see the moon, then tonight we will commence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us mutual love. And may this love be a means of entry into Jannah. May this love really be a means of closeness for all of us in this dunya, as well as in the best of places in the akhirah. Jazakumullahu khaira. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad.